Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time it may be that you're joining us, welcome to All That in a Bag of Chips, where we review various things from our childhood and decide whether or not they truly were All That in a Bag of Chips. My name is Sam, and this is my co-host, Ethan. What's up, playa playa? On today's episode of All That in a Bag of Chips, we're going to talk about Spider-Man 3. Let's get to it. Two dudes from the 90s going back in time to review some favorite things with yours and mine. We got candy, movies, and TV shows. The more we reminisce, the more the list grows. Kick back, relax, put your headphones in. As soon as you're ready, to play, and let's begin. I'm glad you joined this nostalgia trip right here on All That and a Bag of Chips. All right, so like Sam mentioned, this week we're talking about the 2007 Sam Raimi Spider-Man 3. So uh, first of all, before we get into this, Sam, tell the listeners how you grew up this week. Well, I finished making my son's uh, treehouse slash fort slash playset. I don't even know what to call it because it's just kind of like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different ideas I saw on Google. But it's more or less a tiny home in our backyard so that he can climb on something that is relatively safe as opposed to the windows and the couches inside. Um, and football started this week and I am back to doing actual things with my fantasy football teams instead of just looking at them and reading player reports. <laughs> Dude, I probably spent three hours just reading player reports and updates on injuries and stuff. For I, real. I, I'm just so excited that football's back, dude. It's a, it's a game changer. Yep. Yes. Um, so that would be one of my, how did I grow up this week? Uh, I spent most of Sunday watching football. Um, I, I had it on the background while I was doing some other things for the most part. Um, I also went up and ate um, at a place in Kansas City, downtown Kansas City called Grinders. Have you ever been to this place, Sam? No. Dude, ne- I was going to say next time we go to a Chiefs game. So yeah. next year, <laughs> when we go to a Chiefs game, we'll stop by Grinders. Uh, it is the one of the best calzones I've ever had in my entire life. It is the, uh, the first place I ever had cream cheese in a calzone, like I talked about uh, a few weeks ago. Mm. So I had, a, had a, a dope calzone from there. Watched a bunch of football Sunday. And I played my best game of golf ever this weekend, Sam. I think you did that two weeks ago as well. I'm proud of you. It, yeah, it was a, a few <laughs> weeks ago. I shot a plus 12. So still not particularly good, but I shot a plus 12. And then over this past weekend, I shot a plus 11. But I think I found I found my system. Here's what happens. My first nine holes, I suck. It just <laughs> takes me nine holes to get going because both times that I've like had good games were the second like round of nine through our course. Okay. So I literally just have to like play for an hour before I get warmed up enough to go. <laughs> not, an, not an efficient way to go, but I think I found the secret, Sam. There you go. Maybe you should just actually do a warm-up. I need to warm up because my back is hurting, dude, from playing. Like, I, I played like 30 rounds, 30, uh, yeah, 30 holes this weekend, and my like lower back hurts so bad. I've had to like stretch and roll it out and do some, some core strengthening stuff because golf is wearing on me. Remember when Tiger Woods had back surgery several years ago? I was just golfing? thinking about that, honestly. And people were saying that he was faking it, and I'm like, dude, I've played uh-huh. like – Twice and my back hurts like crazy. I can't imagine playing nonstop for like twenty years. Like, of course your back would be messed up. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but all right, so let's get into it, man. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Spider-Man Three. 
Um, so we are doing this as part of Spider Month. Spider Month. Talking about Spider-Man on Spider-Month. Uh, <laughs> so we are doing Spider-Month. stupid song. I was, it made me think of the, the Asian lady, who I don't believe makes an appearance in this movie, does she? Nope, I don't think so. <sighs> Sad. That's, it is. It's a shame. That is fault number one with this freaking movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is part of our Spider Month. Um, so we are, uh, so we're covering Spider-Man 3 today. And then next week, we'll be covering Spider-Man, the animated series, followed by, assuming that Sam and I actually get around to playing this game, we will be covering the Spider-Man 1, or the uh, <laughs> Spider-Man PlayStation 1 video game. We have not started it yet, and we're running out of time, but... Yep. I, I don't mean to speak for you, Sam, but God, we've been very busy the last three or four weeks. Oh, I've been really busy. <sighs> Spider Month has been, it's been hard. I've, I've like barely had enough time to like watch the movies and w- try to fit in the animated show and the, try to get in. This game's going to be tough, but we'll do our best so that you yeah. know our listeners are super looking forward to this <laughs> vague, vaguely heard of PlayStation 1 Spider-Man game. <laughs> um, we'll do our best. So, uh, so Sam, what is your history with Spider-Man 3? And why were you looking forward or not looking forward to watching this movie today? Um, I was looking forward to watching this one because I I remember liking it as a kid, but also as an adult, I remembered thinking it wasn't actually that good. And as a Spider-Man fan, now I look at it and I thought, this is total crap. So I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to see if it really was crap or not. That's a good point. We talked a little bit last week about how generally Spider-Man 2 is regarded as like the best of the series. And so it was interesting to kind of go back and see if like it's just talked up more than yep. than it should be or if it's actually if it actually held up. And it did. It was a it was fantastic. So um, yeah. this movie is generally regarded as the worst of the series and it actually kind of killed the the franchise as a whole before they had to reboot it to go into the amazing Spider-Man. Um, so I, I was interested going back to see if it was as bad because I remember watching it and I just love Venom. Uh huh. Um, I was actually just double checking to make sure this was right. But the ultimate Spider-Man video game uh, was a PlayStation two game uh, that featured Venom and you played as Venom for like half the game. Okay. And that came out in 2005. Oh, I remember that game. I had that on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was on Xbox, PS2 and uh, GameCube or something, Nintendo DS, something like that. But yep. um, it was really, really fun, and I loved that game. So I, I liked Venom a lot. So I was really looking forward to Venom in this movie. Um, and I don't know, I like, I think at the time I liked, I just liked Venom. So it was just cool to see Venom on screen. Mm-hmm. But now that I've seen different iterations of Venom and uh-huh. read more about Venom and how it's supposed to be and what it could have been, it was definitely just looking back on it. I was like, what the hell? What is this? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so that's kind of where I was at. And like I mentioned, as, as we've said several times, like I loved these movies as a kid and I could not wait for the fourth one. And uh, sadly, sadly, we never got it. Yeah. So sad. But uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but first, <laughs> let's take a little, little trip back to 2007. See where the world was when Spider-Man 3 came into our lives. Where was the world? All right, so we are back here in 2007 when Spider-Man 3 was released into our lives. 
Um, so a couple of world-changing events that occurred in 2007. The iPhone was released on June 29th. Oh, Dang. I don't think I owned an iPhone for probably a long time after that. Yeah, I didn't until probably 2012, I bet. Because when I went to college, 2011, I still had a, like a, uh, maybe not a flip phone, but it definitely didn't have like any apps or anything on it like that. Because I had to, <laughs> I had to text a number to send something to Twitter for it to tweet from my account from my phone. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was I so bizarre. That. You would like text this week for any listeners who don't remember this. You would literally like, text a number <laughs> like to, so you're like texting your Twitter and you're like, mm, lunch was great today. Had chicken and waffles and you'd send it to your phone and then your phone would like tweet it from your Twitter account. It was such a yeah. bizarre process. Yeah, I do remember that. There was a couple times I accidentally was trying to text someone and would send it to my Twitter. So I would tweet like, hey, I'm at the I'm at the gas station. When when are we meeting up? Or something like that. And I would like, tweet it. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's really good. Um, ooh, here we go, Sam. Ah, man, we should change our timeline of what we cover in this podcast to the 2000s because now I'm hyped. I actually remember some of these things. Do you remember what the top song of 2007 would be? What year was that? 2007. Well, <laughs> <laughs> was that our freshman year? Um, yeah. The end of our. It would have been going year. into our freshman year of high school. Yes. Or the end of your eighth grade year. Uh, um, the top song. All I can think of right now is Laffy Taffy. Ooh, close. Kind of close. Was uh, it Crank That? It was Crank That Soldier Boy. You. Yeah. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I used to get down to that song at like middle school dances at the end of eighth grade. Oh, hell yeah. That's, that song is the bomb. That song's Soldier awesome. Boy's a goat. You know, I was actually just like earlier today, because I think in the, in the show, The Boys, do you watch the show? Mm-hmm. I think they mentioned or had a character named Soldier Boy or something like that. And I just watched this episode a couple days ago, and I was like, what the hell happened to Soldier Boy? Is he even still putting out music? Uh, Did he do any songs after that? Now he walks around wearing a Gucci headband that's too <laughs> stretched out. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? No, I'm not kidding. I swear, he's had the same <laughs> Gucci headband for like 10 years, and it just has gotten more stretched out now. If you Google Soldier Boy, you'll see a picture of him wearing that headband. Okay. I believe you. I'm not going to do it, but I do believe you. <laughs> oh, he did put out a new album last year, but he has taken like five years between albums each time he put one. Well, probably because he wasn't that great. Except be... I thought he was the man in high school. I thought he was so cool. Um, I did too. And actually when I was like a freshman at these dances, we'd have like themes. Mm-hmm. And so the sophomores went as like soldier boy sophomores and they dressed up like soldier boy. Did they wear like 10x clothing? I dude, I don't even remember. Actually, I don't even <laughs> think I knew what Soldier Boy was. I thought they were like literally just dressing as like boy soldiers, and then they showed up dressed <laughs> like Soldier Boy. I was like, what the hell? I don't even know what this is. I knew the song though. I just I don't think I even knew who Soldier Boy was exactly. Yeah. Um all right, where'd my link go? Here we go. Um the Movies to watch that year were Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Okay. My top ones. And Juno also came out in 2007. I was obsessed with Juno. Really? Oh, yeah. I still love the soundtrack. 
It does. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I remember it having a very popular soundtrack at the time. I could probably sing the whole thing for you. I'll save you that right now. I'm a little stuffed up. You do sound a little stuffed up. You have but allergies? Yeah. Allergies, one-year-old at daycare, going back mm. to school and wearing a mask all day. Yeah, you're you're a high risk. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, the viral phrase in 2007, I can has cheeseburger, was started in 2007. I, I don't like even know what that means. <laughs> I love that that viral phrase. I don't even know like how that would have started, but it started in 2007. Ooh, yikes! This is a rough one. Um, Time Magazine's Person of the Year, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh, oh! Why does this keep happening? Like, wasn't um wasn't Hitler like a a, a peace award winner or whatever? You know, at one point. Um, I don't want to confirm that, but I feel like something like that. I'm very, I'm fairly positive he won like a Nobel Peace Prize or was nominated for it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like something along those lines. That's not a that's not exactly our area of expertise. No, but I feel like yeah, the person of the years and Nobel Peace Prizes are probably not going to age real great most of the time. Yeah. Um. Let's see who won the Super Bowl that year. Usually this website tells me, and it is not telling me today. Um, it, it was the Bears and the Colts, Patriots. right? Um, it was, yes. The Colts, Peyton Manning, yeah. finally got his Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I was pissed, too. I, I wanted the Bears Why? to win. Because Devin Hester was the man. Okay, you have one good kick returner. You think they should win a Super Bowl? One good. We argued about Hall of Famers before this. Devin Hester deserves to go to the Hall of Fame. He does. He is the best kick returner of all time. There is no question about that. But that does not equal a Super Bowl deserving of Super Bowl victory for me. He did it in the Super Bowl on the first play. That is pretty legendary, though. That was, pretty it, was so pretty, it was so awesome. Um, but I was super excited about that because Peyton Manning is my, like, until Patrick Mahomes was my favorite player of all time. So I was very excited to see him win his first Super Bowl. Fair enough. Finally, dude. It took him forever. Yeah, it did. Because didn't he lose to the Saints before then? Or was that after then? That was after. That was after? I wanted them to win that one. I'm glad Drew Brees got a ring, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I can't argue with that one either. All right. And then the uh, this will be our last one. The NBA Finals was won by – oh, guess the team. 2007 NBA Finals. Um, this actually was in trivia, so you lucked out. It was Spurs. Oh, very nice. Okay, well, I won't take look. It out of trivia. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I won't look if you have more specific questions, but uh, it was against no. the Cavs, which I think yeah, they got, they, they got they spanked. The Cavs. Yeah, they got they got swept, and I think that was wasn't that like LeBron's like second year? No, he started in like 2003 or four, so he was still pretty young though. Yeah. And that team's terrible. Holy shit. <laughs> Look at their roster. It's so sad. Like, San Antonio has, like, three or four Hall of Famers, two or three Hall of Famers on it. And uh-huh. James is in here with, like, Drew Gooden, <laughs> the old KU oh. guy. Um, Zadrunas Ilgauskas, who was just not that good. Sasha Pavlovich. And Larry Hughes. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a little rough. 
I think uh, that final series is the basis for the new Space Jam movie with LeBron. (laughs) 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 All right, Uh, so let's move on. Um, So now we've covered Where is the World? So now we're going to get into some cool facts about Spider-Man 3. You know what cool is? That, that's cool. All right, Ethan, so here we go with some cool facts. Um, unlike the last couple weeks, I am not going to start with a fact about Willem Dafoe. Ah, man. <laughs> um, at one point, it was considered to split the movie into two films, which, yeah, you probably should have. It was way too long. Um, they absolutely should have, and I, I'll probably get into it when we cover the actual movie, but I like, figured so. there's a way that you could have saved this movie if you split it into yes. two. yep. Uh, and to go along with that, Sam Raimi was really unhappy with how the film turned out. He he was not happy. Yeah, he he liked using like villains that he appreciated because like their depth. He didn't necessarily care if they were like the most popular villains at the time. Uh huh. So the studio like literally made him put Venom into this movie, and he just didn't like it. Just wasn't a villain that he was familiar with or wanted to include. So yeah does it well it did kind of throw off the the timing and the development of the movie a little bit mm-hmm. um i guess in harry's lab so i i saw this but i didn't think that this was correct it said that when they in the beginning of the movie when they show him that his dad's green goblin mask was in there and then there was a gold hobgoblin mask really it says as well as a gold hobgoblin mask from the comics. And then it showed the mask that he used. But I don't know seeing a gold hobgoblin mask like that in the comics. Oh, in the comics or in the movie? It says it was from the comics. Yeah. So I don't, I'm, I'm looking at it right now and I don't see how that is a hobgoblin mask. I think we're looking at the same same site <laughs> counterfacts of the same place and i'm yeah. looking at the same picture you are and it definitely looks like the hobgoblin doesn't even have like a mask on it looks like he just has a real janky looking face and this mask is barely even gold yeah so yeah i don't know about that yeah I, yeah it might just be like a generic mask that hasn't been colored green yet that's exactly what it looks like it looks literally just like his yeah. dad's mask they just <laughs> didn't paint it up Right. That's probably what it actually is, and maybe they just people just read into it a little bit mm-hmm. too much. Uh, or it's just like a really off uh, Easter egg. They're just like, eh, put something that kind of looks like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was a fourth, fifth, and sixth movie originally planned before this. That's insane. Or, or when, before this third one came out. I know. And financially, it did pretty well. This was the highest grossing movie out of the series. Yeah. It made like $895 million. Yeah, it's uh, it sucks that we didn't get four, five, and six. Because Sam Raimi really cared about the characters. Yeah, and it is unfortunate. And I'll try not to spoil how we feel about this movie too much, although you can probably just pick it up. But I don't feel like this movie was so bad that it should have ruined the whole franchise. Yeah. Like, it I, had I problems. But I've watched this twice in like the last six months now. And both times I was like... I mean, it it definitely has problems. We'll get into it. It has problems, mm-hmm. but I've seen worse, like much worse movies that the franchise continues and moves on. 
Yes, like the Friday the 13th franchise. Like seven of the Friday the 13th movies and a couple Rocky movies and a couple Karate Kid movies. And they just like, you can Nightmare keep moving the franchise. Street. Yeah, there's a lot of bad like franchise movies that don't kill the franchise. Fast and the Furious. I've never gotten into Fast and the Furious. I watched like Me the first two and then there and then like I just I stopped paying attention and then like seven movies happened and I was like what the hell when did the rock yeah. this series yeah. when did this happen <laughs> you got some facts to share I got a couple um so Bryce Dallas Howard who who Bryce Dallas Howard she actually <laughs> um performed a few stunts while she was pregnant filming this movie I saw that it's crazy interesting and I don't know what it is with this franchise, but everybody performs their own stunts in it for some reason. I know. They just want to feel like superheroes themselves, I guess. I guess. Um, and kind of on the, on the same thing as Venom, um, but they, they wanted to introduce Venom coming from space through um, uh, Jameson. What's his first name? John Jameson? Yeah. Which is how it's normally done, and that's how it's done in the animated series. But mm-hmm. so he's just said just like to save time and money for not bringing back another actor they just like ditched that plot line and just had it literally just like crash to earth randomly yeah yeah really blows i know (laughs) uh really blows because the the animated series does it way better i agree um but speaking of gwen stacy bryce dallas howard uh scarlett johansson was also considered to play gwen stacy at one point yeah i tried to picture that Woo! that would have yeah no she's too I don't know. She's too like famous looking. I don't even know. She's too well, too famous already. That's what we've point. talked about. Where I don't like famous actors being superheroes. Yeah, especially for like a a weird thrown in third love interest in this yes. movie. So, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm glad she didn't get that. Um, and let's see if I have anything else. I think I had one more. Um. Oh, the guy who plays Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. He died shortly after this movie came out, and this was his last movie role. Oh man! Yeah. Rest in peace, Uncle Ben. Oh, he passed away in 2011, but he stopped acting after okay. this movie. God, they make us relive his death three times in this franchise. I know that was a, a funny thing when they were rebooting Spider-Man this third time. Yeah, there was, they were there like, was some... "We don't, we can't do it again." They did, but there are some great tweets that were like Uncle Ben when he realizes they're rebooting <laughs> Spider-Man for the third time. And it's that meme where the Grand Theft Auto character's walking away and he's like, oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> Have you seen the one with the like the little blonde kid and he's got the gun and he's like he's crying? Uh yeah, I think I have. I've seen that one and it was like when when you realize you have to eat Uncle Ben again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And actually, when, when the third one was getting rebooted, it had been a long time since I'd seen these movies. So in my head, I was like, I mean, you could do it again. It's not that bad. But mm-hmm. after re-watching these three, and I've, I've watched Amazing Spider-Man a couple times, uh-huh. I'm like, oh my god, they literally do kill him in every single movie. I know. You can't <laughs> do it again. You just can't. But that's how I feel about Batman's parents, too. Like, we've seen his parents get murdered like a thousand times. You don't need to show it again. Exactly. Exactly. Even in the Joker, we see it. Spoiler alert. Even in the Joker, we see it again. <laughs> yeah, which surprised me. I wasn't ready for it. It was so dope, God. I love that movie. Yeah. So good. <clears throat> All right. Did you have any other cool facts? 
Uh, yes, just some real quick ones. Sure. Um, the first shot of the Sandman when he comes together took about six months for them to create. I thought it looked fantastic. Really, the one where he's mm-hmm. like kind of when he's like popping in and out of the sand and stuff. When like when he's like first when he's becoming the Sandman. The, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Um, James Franco was also filming Pineapple Express. That, I just time. watched that the other day. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> Yeah, which is great. I'll, uh, that is funny. I didn't know that was a fact, but I will yeah. make a reference to that as once we get later in here. And then a sequel. The fifth one was in development and was gonna finally have Doctor Connors turn into the lizard. Oh, and and, and feature Carnage. Oh, can't wait for Carnage. Although I don't trust Sony, so I feel like like this Venom vs. Carnage movie that we're gonna get is gonna be whack. I'm concerned. Man, Carnage is cool. I'm actually in the animated series. I'm on the episode that Carnage is in. And I was watching it while I was falling asleep during my lunch nap today. Uh-huh. And I saw that it was the Carnage episode. So I, I paused it because I wanted to make sure that I watched yes. it and didn't accidentally yeah. sleep through it. So, boom. Can't wait to go turn that on after we're done here. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, maybe I'll go watch that too. Probably should. We got to talk about it soon. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else? Nope. That's all I got for cool facts. All right. Um, so that is it for cool facts. So we'll take a little break here and then we'll get right into our coverage of the 2007 Sam Raimi film, Spider-Man 3. Okay. So to begin our coverage on Spider-Man 3, I'm going to start out with the IMDb Summary of the movie. Peter Parker and MJ seem to finally be on the right track in their complicated relationship, but trouble looms for the superhero and his lover. Peter's Spider-Man suit turns black and takes control of him, not only giving Peter enhanced power, but also bringing out the dark side of his personality. Peter must overcome the suit's influence as two supervillains, Sandman and Venom, rise up to destroy him and all those he holds dear. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this, um, do they ever say how long after the second movie, when this one is supposed to take place? No, I don't think so. I don't think they do either, because they made sure to, like, mention it out loud in the last one. Yep. And I don't think it's that much time. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it's more than a year at the most. Because, I mean, there is yeah. enough time. So, like, the movie starts off with Kirsten Dunst performing at, in her show. And she's in, like, a, she's, like, the third person, like, the lead role, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's at least had enough time to, like, try out for this new show, start a new show. She's been in the lead. But she, I think she only does, like, one show before she gets taken off, right? Yeah, I guess. I yeah. think that was, like, her first performance. So, um, so anyway, it doesn't really matter exactly. but So we don't know exactly how far into the future. But there's a little bit of time. Um, and did you know that during that, that first singing um, scene, uh, that's actually Kirsten Dunst singing? I wondered if it was. That's I pretty looked cool. it up because it kind of sounded like her, but I was like, I don't know if she can actually sing very well or not. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But that was her. Cool. So there you go. Um, so yeah, so what were just kind of uh, your first thoughts as we, we got into this movie and coming off oh, of just having um, watched the other two movies like in the last two weeks? My first thought was, holy crap, Kevin Feige's an executive producer? Was he really? Yeah, him and oh. Stan Lee are listed as executive producers. I did not see that. The godfather of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Wow. It must have been him planting seeds to get 
this was the long con to get <laughs> Spider-Man back in the MCU. <laughs> He's like, I'm a destroy this movie from the inside and then i'm gonna destroy yep. the amazing spider-man from the inside and then went, i'm gonna steal that shit <laughs> he went baron zemo oh, civil God. war on the spider-man franchise it's about the it makes about the same amount of sense as baron zemo's plan <laughs> in that movie so that works for me um anyway sorry i did like i like the like opening with Peter just talking about how great life is. And I, I was laughing when he was at Mary Jane's play and he was um, sitting between those two big dudes and he's like, yeah, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and they just looked at him. Like, oh, that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, why is, uh, why is James Franco like sitting up in the rafters of this thing? Like a weird, like old timey villain. <laughs> I don't know. It was so bizarre. He's literally like, I imagine him like sitting up there just like, like stroking his beard or like his monocle or something. Like he looks yes, so dorky with his up little there. binoculars. Yeah. He's like, hmm, I see. There's a Peter just, down there. Yeah. Just staring at Peter. <laughs> Which, uh, th- there can't be that much time in between these two, when these two movies take place. Cause after the show, he runs into James Franco outside and he's like, Hey, he's like, I just want to, I just want to talk. I need to explain things. So like, how much time could have possibly passed that he's been I still really trying to talk to him? Much. It can't like, be very much. Like a few months, yeah. maybe. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not really sure. Um, but then somehow, in this time, James Franco becomes smart enough to turn himself into the Green Goblin. Uh, even though he's a moron in the first two movies. Don't get me started. No, I have to get started. That's why we're here, Sam. You we have, have to get started. <laughs> That's the point of this podcast is to get started. Um, well, for, so first off, why doesn't Peter just tell him that he didn't kill his dad? I don't know. He's he gets like three opportunities to just he like the first time in the second movie he's like we don't have time to talk about this, and then they like that's it, and then in this one he's like Harry, blah 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 blah. It's like, dude, why don't you just tell him you didn't kill his dad? Here's my thought. I have a, 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 a backwards theory that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I, I'm pretty sure it's what they're going off of. In the first movie, right after he gets stabbed with the glider, he uh-huh. says his last words are like, don't tell Harry, and he dies. True. So True. I think Peter is literally like trying to not let Harry find out that his dad was the Green Goblin. Even though he knows by now, because he's found the Green Goblin lab. Oh, I guess, yeah. But yeah. again, so did no one do it, a, a, a report on how he died or whatever that's called? when they? I don't know. Like, Whenever you die. What's that called? I bring this up, an autopsy. Yes, did no one do an autopsy in his body? Does he I said this at the, very, at the very end. I said, why the hell did the, the butler say something before then? Dude, do you just want to skip ahead to the butler now? <laughs> we got to just bring him in so he can get this over with. What the hell, dude? Okay. What was his name? Bernard? Yeah, yes. Sure? Bernard, what in the Sam Hill? You let Harry destroy his life, and you knew that his dad was impaled by a glider. Dude, okay, so this movie is just riddled with really bad plot explanations and just too much garbage going on. And real, uh-huh. just like, they have to just move past really dumb stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the plot way that he finds out that his dad killed himself is that this butler who wasn't even in the first movie, was he? Like, he was added in the second movie. 
Yeah, I think he was so. in the last. He was in the second one for like a scene. Yeah. So he has apparently known this entire time because he cleaned uh, Willem Dafoe's wounds at the end of the uh-huh. movie. Apparently, so he's known this entire time that he was killed by his own glider, and he never tells Harry. Yeah, and then Harry's like, "Okay." <laughs> Yeah, and it's oh, it, that's it's so bad, and it's just so thrown in. And the the actor who plays the butler, uh-huh. I don't I don't even know if he's still alive. But there's a lot of out like outtakes from this where he can't even like get through this line. I think he's just oh, really, really old and is not good anymore. I I don't even know if that guy's alive. I should probably look that up. But there's uh-huh. a lot of outtakes of him messing it up. Like he can't even like get through the line, and he is a terrible actor he's terrible in this movie <laughs> i don't mean to demean this man i'm not sure if he's even still alive but god he's a terrible 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 actor in this movie and his plot reason his character is awful yes i i hated how all this unfolded it was like sam raimi just had to wrap it all wrap it all up but it was very unsatisfying it was it was really really bad um, this new goblin freaking sucks. It is absolute shit. They took all the bad stuff about the first Green Goblin in the first movie, and then they just ran with that, and all the remnants of the original comic Green Goblin are completely gone. Um, yeah, uh, and just, it's really, really bad, and it doesn't make sense how he became the Green Goblin. He just kind of did, and I think we even touched on last week how, like, He's talking to, like, his ghost dad, even though there's no, like, hint that there's, like, a mental illness that caused the Green Goblin. It's literally supposed to be caused from the gas. Well, yeah. So then he ta- he does the – he gets the gas in this one, and then he gets whacked in the head and forgets. And then he's still, like – so what? He doesn't have superhuman strength and aggression because he has amnesia? And then – he all of a sudden remembers and then he gets his ass whipped i I didn't i don't know they should have completely just they they couldn't leave it out they either he should have had a bigger part as a villain in the movie or something because they built it up for three movies and it was a crap payoff in my opinion okay for we cannot skip past the scene where he is the Green Goblin and he's chasing Her- uh, Peter down that little um, alleyway yep. when he's yep. flying on his little surfboard thing, whatever yep. the glider thing. That CGI in that scene is some of the worst green screen CGI I've ever seen in my entire life. I know. It's really bad. There it's... was a couple parts in this movie that I thought were really bad. For the most part, I thought it was fantastic. But there was a couple parts. Um, that beginning, Trump, you're talking about, and then at the very end of the movie, when Spider-Man is hitting the metal poles, there's a part, like, he slams down two metal poles, and Tobey Maguire's head looks so bad mm-hmm. on the Spider-Man body. Like, it was just absolute garbage. Um, yeah, the CGI in a couple parts of this movie are really bad. And this green screen scene of them going on the alleyway, it's like Scorpion King, The Rock Bad. Yeah, it's it is up really there. bad. It's terrible. Um, so it's not not such a good start. Um, and just this whole thing with him losing his memory. His memory loss is like the most plot-specific memory loss possible. Uh-huh. It's like he forgets, like, he's, they say it's a short-term memory, but like he doesn't even remember that his dad is dead. 
and he doesn't even remember that he lives in a mansion. I know. Which he's assuming they lived there a long time. So he, he, it's like he remembers everything. Like he forgets everything before this or after Peter's bit by a spider. He forgets everything necessary for the plot to continue and only remembers enough <laughs> yeah. to keep the movie going. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. And it's not not well, well explained. Uh huh. Um, but there, the uh, Flint Marco becoming Sandman in this first couple, uh, the first few scenes and first like half of this movie uh-huh. is is actually really really good. I enjoyed yep, that. A I lot. liked it too. I was a big fan. He, I don't know much about this actor, uh, but he, I heard that he lost a bunch of like he worked out really really hard for this movie, so he lost like eighteen pounds of fat and put on like twenty three pounds of muscle. Yeah. And he's pretty ripped, dude. He is he pretty was, ripped in this. When I he was running, he was, uh, he was pretty vascular. He looked shredded. He yep. looked like bulky, though. Like his running form, as we've, as we've discussed, he looked like a, like a big dude, like a gym guy who runs. Yes. Like, he's yes. kind of like his Which shoulders don't really like, turn cool too much. He's like, he kind of runs like this. Listeners, <laughs> you can't see, but this is how bulky dudes run. <laughs> it's like they don't have the flexibility for their arms to swing. So, uh-huh. Just like their whole upper body just kind of like shifts back and forth. So, <laughs> not the best running form, but not terrible. Not, not, it didn't take me out of the movie for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's talk about Flint Marco. What did you think of just how he became the Sandman and his, his character for the first part of the half of this um, movie? I liked it. It was true to the comics. It's almost exactly how it happened in the comics, and it didn't get too crazy. Um, I, I liked, <clears throat> I liked how they did him. Um, I don't know about the comics how um, if he had anything to do with Uncle Ben dying. No, he does not. I didn't think he did. I don't like that because it makes things too coincidental. Like, Dude, this whole movie is just like the same six people keep running into each other constantly in New York City where there's 10 million people. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. It's the Star Wars problem where like every you have an entire galaxy and only like ten people exist in it somehow. That's how they are with New York in this movie. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't see a point. If you'd taken that out, it would have changed nothing. The point was Sandman is not like a big time villain, and so to make him like more hated by Spider Man and by Peter Parker, they had to have some sort of like personal beef. Because otherwise Sandman's really not even much of a bad guy true he like steals money for his daughter who has cancer which like you can i can respect yeah i suppose <laughs> so he's like barely a so like to be a main villain he they had to add something because he's really not like a main villain level person at all fair enough is my i don't know if that's 100 percent the reason but i think they they did say they wanted to make it a little bit more personal because they wanted to introduce like the dark darker side of peter parker mm-hmm. so they had to have something like personal for him what i would have liked so i guess toby mcguire and sam raimi both really wanted sandman to be the villain in this mm-hmm. um i would have liked if they would have done venom and then just like the way they've mentioned dr connors and <clears throat> they the way they had harry set up they could have had like mentions of flint marco or sandman and built towards a legitimate Sinister Six movie, like mm-hmm. Harry paying all these guys or something to go after Peter. Mm-hmm. But that would have been awesome. That would be cool. I see my my thought of how we could have saved this movie is similar, but just reversed. 
-hmm. I think this movie would have been really dope if it would have had the black suit. So you can keep and keep the black suit. Um, Sandman is the main villain as the main villain. And also uh, Harry as, a, as like the secondary villain or however uh -huh. that would work. So you keep the black suit. You still have the dark side of Peter Parker, but he doesn't actually like shed the suit and it doesn't fall on um, Eddie Brock to become Venom until the end of this movie. And then okay. the next movie Venom would take over, would be the villain. Okay. So like, like they talked about splitting the movie into two. Yeah. But just because just with this movie, there's just so many, there's three villains in this movie. First of all, there's Sandman, there's Venom. And then there's Harry as the new goblin. I know. Even if this thing leaves that out, or the review, the IMDb one left out that there that Harry was a villain. Well, because this movie is just so convoluted and it jumps, it just has to balance so many characters and plot lines that it just really struggles. Mm -hmm. um, and it also and it also introduces another love triangle between Harry, Gwen Stacy, and Eddie Brock. Oh. So this now is the next thing I have in my notes. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I, I did put in that I, I don't mind this revision of the symbiote. If, if they were going to do the one with John Jameson, I would have liked if he weren't introduced in the second one. Like, to bring him back and then have him going to space again to end up bringing back the symbiote would have just, for me, felt like another one of those why are they connected so deeply things yeah that's fair i don't i don't hate it but it is like it's just so random like it just the meteor just happened to lands next to spider-man i know and then it crawls onto his bike it's it's a little bit too it's, it's another one of those like this movie's just full of so many ridiculous coincidences that this is that's another one mm -hmm. of them. like what, yeah. what is the chance <clears throat> that this meteor literally crashes to the earth and no one notices that there's an alien life form that just crashed on earth i know how is that even possible is it because it's not 2020 or it is 2020 maybe it it's be. maybe this movie is set in 2020 and we don't care about things like <laughs> like them finding signs of life on venus did you see that yeah no one cares we have bigger yep. things to worry about here sam <laughs> yeah <laughs> or maybe um, it's that this movie is full of terrible scientists because in the scene where flint marco runs into the this scene where he becomes sandman is so preposterous it is it's infuriating so he's literally running from the cops and he jumps over this fence that says like, it doesn't even say like caution. It says literally like particle experiment happening here. Like with a, with, with some little weak uh, barbed wire. Yeah. Which he just hops over this fence somehow and breaks uh -huh. into this facility. Who's, and this is presumably at like three in the morning. Like it's pitch black middle of the night. Yeah. Tons of stuff has already happened at this point in the, in yep. the night. And then he falls into the sand pit where they're performing particle acceleration studies of some sort. Yeah, yeah. And the scientist lady is just like, oh, we have a disturbance in the weight variation. He's like, <laughs> it's probably a bird. It'll fly off. Which, okay, this dude, it says on the computer at one point, he is 190 pounds. Dang. A bird weighs like one pound, maybe. <laughs> like, you would be, how do you not notice there's a 189 pound difference in it's what you think is happening? Bird. <laughs> Are there even 190 pound birds on the planet? Ostriches aren't even 190 pounds. I pray to God there's not a 190 pound bird on this planet. Okay, and if three, how much does an ostrich weigh? It can't be nearly 190 pounds. Yeah. I'm looking it up. This is very pertinent information. All right, while you're looking that up. Oh, actually, an ostrich can be up to 220 pounds. 
Holy shit. Okay, so an ostrich falls into this thing. Would you still not be concerned there's an ostrich in the middle of your sand experiment that you're doing at three I know. in the morning? I think that they would have this, like, I mean, I don't know. It's dumb. Yeah, anyway. This experiment makes absolutely no sense. Um, but, again, it's a short amount of time to fill in three villains. So they didn't have a lot of time to yeah. make something make sense. So you just got to yeah. kind of live with it. Um, I hate... Gwen Stacy in this movie. They I hated how they were how she was portrayed. They like yeah. portray her as this like newer, uh, sexier love interest for Peter. And like that is not anything like the comics. No, like, if, but if, if anything, Stacey. it's the other way around. Yeah. Where like Mary Jane was the like the new hotness after Gwen Stacy. That's true. That they are kind of backwards. I couldn't stand it, and I also I changed my mind a little bit, but I didn't like uh, Topher Grace as Venom or no. as Eddie Brock. No. Okay. So there's there's two issues I I need to talk about here. First of all, Gwen Stacy is super hot in this movie. <laughs> This is an extreme first. Oh, he needs no. some water. Give the guy some water. I was thirsting for Gwen Stacy. Um, she's gorgeous. Um, but they do not use her very well in this movie at all. Like she's the character herself is like not a bad person, but they just use her in such a terrible way. Yeah. That she's just like constantly apologizing to people because they're just using her terribly. Like she apologizes to Eddie Brock because he's in love with her even though they only went on one date. And they got coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm sorry. It's just like, it's not that serious. And then she goes on the date with Peter and he's literally just like this, the whole, we'll get into the dance number, but he's like, (laughs) he's like going and like showing her off in front of MJ. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, MJ. Like, I didn't mean, I didn't know you guys were, I didn't even know you're going to be here. I didn't know you guys weren't together anymore. Like she's just literally just constantly apologizing because they just make her get in these. Yeah. Literally the only part of this movie where I liked her was the first scene where they introduced her at the university where she was in Peter's class. It was the only time that I liked her. Yeah, which is too bad. Like, I like her. She's a she's a fine c- character, probably. They just don't use her very well at all. Yeah. And it doesn't even make sense, because in that scene, she's, like, really smart, and she answers the question correctly. And then later in the movie, he's like, she's so stupid. Like, she wouldn't even be able to figure the class out if I wasn't helping her out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is not true. We literally saw her be smart. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah they didn't, they didn't no, do I so hated well. how she was portrayed in this. They did Gwen Stacy wrong. They did, and it's too bad. And I wonder if in the in the later movies, if they would have even tried to do the death of Gwen Stacy storyline, or if they well, just would have abandoned it. I think that they should have killed off Mary Jane. Just switched them. Mm-hmm. I think they should have actually. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Can you imagine? I I what yes. they should have. I li- I wish they would have. Well, one, I wish this would have gone on for six movies. Um, Two, I wish that they would have slowly brought in Gwen and not had a bunch of stupid crap with her in this movie, but like introduced her, had her around, have her be friends with Peter. And then instead of having um, Peter and Mary Jane flip-flop again in this effing movie, they Mm -hmm. could have just made them happy, had them engage, and then she dies at the end. That would have been... That would have been dope. Heart wrenching. Instead, we just got this freaking dumpster fire 
yeah. ending. They spend this whole movie like bickering and fighting again, even though we've already done and this for two straight movies. Goes back to Harry. She does. She just cheats I mean, on Toby Jesus. immediately. She gets. <laughs> they're about to get engaged. Like they're at the point in the relationship where he's about to propose to her, and instead she gets mad, which rightfully so. I understand her getting mad. He's being a dick. Him. He was being a yeah. douchebag, and he, for some reason, decided to kiss Gwen Stacy, even though she was that, even though Mary Jane was in the crowd. Yeah, I don't know, and it was so. It was so. The scene was so forced too. Like he literally yeah. comes in for Spider Man Day, and like literally like fifty people are like, "Kiss him!" Like, what? Why? <laughs> and then there's that one kid. That's the like, kid. No! Yes. Yes, I have that in my notes. This little like eight, ten year old kid. He's like, "No, Spider Man, don't kiss her. Don't do it." Uh huh. That is uh, my. That's probably one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. Yeah, but then, but then she she's pissed off at Peter, so she calls Harry, and then ends up going over and kissing him. Yeah, and again, they just they just make Mary Jane just so horribly unlikable in this movie, and I don't know why. I don't know why they are just they make us hate her so bad. Like, I know she's just the worst. But okay, I did want to point out. Um, so the first two movies and actually the first part of this movie, we have like a little bit more serious James Franco than what we're used to now. Uh huh. And from the time he hits his head to the time this movie's over, he literally like becomes like real James Franco now. Uh huh. Like, he's stoned all the time. <laughs> he becomes <laughs> Pineapple Express James Franco actually after he hits uh. his head, and it's so it's so perfect because I literally watched Pineapple Express like two days ago, and then I watched this yesterday or two days ago. I watched him like back, like two two days in a row, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" After he hits his head and he gets on pain meds, he literally just becomes like high James Franco that we're used to oh, for yeah. the next decade. <laughs> it's amazing. No kidding. Um, do you? I don't know how much we want to really talk about Eddie Brock in this movie, but I will say that Eddie Brock must have the best freaking vision of all time because there's that scene where. Gwen Stacy's like on the 62nd floor of this building and her and him and her dad are just like oh it's Gwen yeah they're on the ground looking up 62 floors and he just walks up and he's like oh that's Gwen up there and he's like and I'm dating your daughter and I'm the new cameraman for the Daily Bugle yeah and then he like starts taking pictures yeah I was like first of all there's absolutely no way you could see 62 floors up anything even with that little garbage camera that he had I know he does so this this version of Venom was supposed to be based off the ultimate Spider-Man version. And I guess Eddie Brock is a skinny guy. So he's like a mirror of Peter. Mm. So fine, whatever. I get I guess. But then when he becomes Venom, he's huge. Yeah, okay, so and then my second point of the point I was making earlier about uh, <laughs> complaints about what you were talking about was that Venom, the character, is supposed to be like a very big, violent, imposing figure that Spider Man's uh-huh. fighting against. And in this movie, he's not. And I took notes to see how long into this movie it takes to even get to the point. Mm-hmm. We don't even get to the black suit in this movie till 45 minutes into the movie. God. Just the black suit. We don't yeah. see Venom until one hour and 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, and at that point, there's like 30 minutes left. Yes, he's only Ish. in the last 25 minutes of this movie. Yeah, so why push so hard and then have him be in 
30 minutes and then oh. he's gone. Nope, I took a note. Venom is only in 20 total minutes of this movie. He's dead by two, two, two hours and five minutes into the movie. It was completely useless. It was absolutely worthless. Like, like I, I'm not a movie writer, but obviously I am right in my analysis and that they should have literally just like taken out that part where Venom's in the movie and just made that the next movie. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's insane. Um, oh, sorry. About the black sorry. Suit. We're, oh, we're an hour and five minutes into the movie before the black suit shows up. I took a note at 45 minutes in because I paused. I was like, this movie, how long is this freaking movie? We hadn't yeah. even had a mention of the black suit for 40, at least 45 minutes. It was an hour and five minutes till we saw it. Well, the, yeah, there was just too much story going on because we spent an hour with the Harry Peter story. I know. There's just too much going on in this movie. It's hard to... Mm-hmm it's hard to even like talk about all of it because it's just so packed in with shit. Yep. Um, but let's talk about the black suit and let's talk about the, the, the garbage where the movie really drops off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know you guys can't see us, but we're, we're doing the dance from the, uh... so Peter gets this suit and it's like this, it like, it's like a symbiote is essentially what Venom is. If you're not a big, Venom fan. And so it just kind of like draws out your like most negative characteristics, I guess. And so it just turns Peter into like this like massive douchebag. This yeah, this like weird like 60s bad guy douche and he's like literally like he goes and like buys like a new suit and he's like walking around like he does like dances everywhere he walks and he's literally doing like finger guns at people as he's walking by at, at women on the street and they're all looking at him like what the hell dude? Yeah, it, it is. It's odd that like most of them look at him like he's a freaking idiot, but like some of yeah. them are into it. So you're like, what is going on? Um, this guy thinks he's like James Dean or something. He's like walking around. He's like, what's up, girl? Mm. I did put. I'm not sure if I liked Bad Peter, and then I watched it for a little bit, and I was like, I actually, I think I, I really like this right now because I absolutely hated him, which he was supposed to be a a douchebag so i guess they did their job yeah and uh, so this scene is really weird and it and it gets trashed on it is it's kind of like you said like it gets trashed on a lot of people but some people think it's just really just like corny and they like it Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure where it falls but i will say watching these three movies in a row it's not as out of place as you would think remember in the last movie there's that weird raindrops are falling on my head segment (laughs) <laughs> where's like a very similar scene he's literally uh-huh. just like being cheesy yeah. and just walking around like smiling and goofing around and raindrops are falling on my head's playing it's every movie's had it it's not that it's there's a scene like this in every movie this one's just more memorable and more jarring i think yes the dancing and the fat his hair is dyed darker oh, that part okay the hair is so lame yes i know he's just like um put it in front of my eyes now like his literally like his when he decides to like turn heel and he's gonna yep. be bad, he literally like walks past the mirror and like pushes his hair in front of his eyes so that he looks more emo. Yeah, I put emo Peter, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Which that's the thing that bothers me is like the venom in the black suit shouldn't be that it makes you more emo. It should literally like make you like evil or like violent yeah, so- or angry, aggressive, not like you're like you're pouty and you started chopping at hot topic. I read that a lot of character development for um, Peter with the black suit was cut out just because because it was so freaking long anyway. Right. And 
Um, Sam Raimi was really upset about that. But I would like, I don't know, I don't know what that all entailed. I wish they would have just made it a like a small like hints of his personality that he was like I wish it wouldn't have been so in your face. I wish mm-hmm. it would have been like some small things that would have changed and then Peter realized like holy crap. Instead of him just going full, I'm an asshole when I have this suit on. Yeah. Oh, I took the suit off. Why am I an asshole? Yeah, a little more subtle and a little bit more, like, progressive. Not even, pro- yeah, I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but, like, as the movie goes on, if you just get, like, a little bit more dark, a little darker, a little darker, a little darker, which they do in the animated series, but in this movie, it's literally, like, here's 10 minutes of him being a douche, and then he ends up just taking his suit off later. Um, yes. And the fight scene that he has with Harry in the black suit, I believe, I might oh. even get my notes up. It's, oh. it's bad. It's terrible. No, I kind of liked it. With him in the in the house with the black suit? Yeah, he hands Harry an ass whooping. He does beat his ass, and that is pretty cool. But I think there's something about the music that bothered me. It's like they're not taking the fight seriously. There's like this weird, like, oh. cheery music in the background. And he's doing, I like, his little that. Spider-Man jabs. Yeah. But they're... he's supposed to be, like, this – he's, like, beating the shit out of his best friend about to kill him. And he's I, still I being, didn't like – buy him – I didn't buy his acting as the bad guy. Maybe that's what it was. I think maybe I just yeah. didn't take. No, I agree with you because it was like he was trying to. He's supposed to be an asshole, but it was supposed to be like, like kind of. I don't know. It. It. I don't think it was pulled off well. He just becomes more cringy than he does like a villain. It's not. It's not badass. No, like, and he's I also like, like trying to be. He's also like thirty-five. Like Tobey Maguire's old. <laughs> until we get to this movie we've complained about him being old every time yeah. every movie yep. but this is now five years even after the first one so he's like 32 probably he's like 30 yeah 31 32 33 somewhere in there so he's like a full-grown like adult still playing like a 20 year old peter yeah i think it's just i'm kind of over toby <laughs> when he's being the he's fine when he's not in the black suit it just didn't really work for me. But yep. when he does, oh, and I think I said this in the wrong, at the wrong time. I think I said this in the first movie when I, uh, when Harry launches the bomb at him and he catches it with his web and whips it back and it blows up in his face. Yeah. I, t- I said that in the first movie because I got him confused, but that happens in this movie and it's freaking lit. That scene is amazing. I See, like, had that been like one of the peak things for him being like, wow, I am not right. Right. Like, I would have loved that. That should have been like almost the like top like the highest peak of this whole movie. Yes. Like him literally trying to murder his best friend and blowing up his face with a bomb. That should be like the peak emotional moment. That should be the the crescendo of this movie. Exactly. We're, and, we're it like, just, and it just like happens and then he's just like gotcha punk or whatever. He says I'm dumb and walks yeah, away. Yes. Yes. He throws out a one liner and then leaves yeah that's the timing and the the emotional part of this movie is just off yep yep um there is a great line though when he's uh when he's hitting on betty brant or whatever her name is and in the and j jonah jameson walks up and he's like hey that's not the position i hired you for (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot to mention i really liked his uh jameson scene with betty brant when she's like take your meds and yeah, he's, and he's like, <gasps> and he keeps jumping and spilling his pills. 
I thought that was really funny. That was really good. Scene with Jameson that I don't like in this trilogy. No, and that's why. That's one thing. When I watched this movie the last couple times, I was like, they they could have kept this series going for sure. Like it wasn't bad enough to kill the whole franchise. There's so much, so many good things that you could still do. Like everything with the Daily Bugle works so well for me. Yep, I agree. And I still stand by that they could have like a whole series just about the Daily Bugle. Dude, just give me a, a Disney Plus show. I think they could. I like. I think that's a legit. It would be similar to um, like Agents of Shield, but they're yeah. just like reporting yeah. instead of like actually being agents and stuff. I think it could yep. be very similar, but it could work. Um, All right. What did you think of the black suit itself? Like I the, thought the black suit was dope. I, really I like dope. it, but it's just I need I needed some pop. It was too much black for me. I needed I needed white somewhere. That is a good point that they usually have a big white spider on it. Uh-huh. And it didn't. This one was very, very black. Also, I don't know if I realized this or if this is normal, but I didn't realize that the black suit was a completely separate suit. What do you mean? Like there he has his red suit still. I thought the black I thought the symbiote like took over his suit for okay. some reason. I but it literally creates an entire new suit. So he has two separate suits. Yeah. How? And one of them's created from a symbiote. I don't yeah, that didn't really make sense to me. It yeah, it's odd. I feel yeah. like that was just like a continuity error because I the way they make it seem was like it was it like it just attached to the suit itself. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what they did in the animated series. I'm pretty sure he like can't take that suit off. It it, it, it like sticks to his body. Yeah. Which it does in this one, but it's it feels different. It does, but he also takes it off. He does. He like he legit takes it off from time to time. That's a good point. And just throws it in his closet. Yeah, that is a good what? point. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I mean, I dig the black suit. I think it looks cool. It, it does need some color, like some some white, or like in the video game, the newer one, um, when it uh-huh. has like this, the the yellow, like the, it's he has a black suit with like the yellow spider, the yellow lines. Oh, on it. yeah, it's not yeah, the yeah. same suit, but it's black with yellow. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. That looks real dope. There's some, there's such good suits in that game. Oh, they're, they're awesome. So, lit. so uh-huh. lit. Um, all right. I, I'm about out of notes and we've, we've yep. talked about this. Yep. Me too. Not very good movie for way too long anyway. So it's kind of, <laughs> how do you feel about this? The, just the plan at the end with Sandman and Venom working together and just kind of how the movie wraps up. Um, I don't know. I thought that was fine. I thought I liked that Sandman got his time to shine and then handed Peter an ass whooping. Dude, he was beating the piss out of him. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Laying like uh-huh. freaking like gigantic hammer fists while Venom was holding him down. I thought that oh scene was my really good. God. That seems really well done actually. I remember being like, oh my god, Spider-Man's gonna die. He should have. He also has no injuries at all after this, and he takes an ass whooping. Yes, he does. Which I don't know, like how quickly his like radioactive spider healing powers are, but it's he's not invincible. Like he gets knocked out sometimes. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know, but he takes a massive ass whooping, which is awesome. Yeah. But I, Venom and Sandman's plan doesn't really make that much sense to me. It's no. like they didn't need they didn't put a plan together. They were just like, let's just literally just both post up at this building. We'll steal Mary Jane and then we'll kick his ass when he gets here. Like they're just gonna jump him. Yep. Like there really wasn't much of a plan. <laughs> no. And this like way to you're, it's not like you're being subtle. No, they literally like are calling <laughs> him out to like come fight. Like, yeah, 
they I think they write it in the webbing. They're like, hey, Peter, we have your girl. Come fight. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So not a real subtle plan. So I, I but no. I did I did like that fight scene there at the end. I thought it was super yeah. cool. And yeah, Harry coming it. back to save the day was awesome. Uh, what? No, I thought it was crap. What? It was that dope. Was a, it was a stupid arc. Yeah, I mean, the middle part of it wasn't pulled off well, but like him coming back and teaming up with Peter to fight off their enemy at the end, I thought it was so cool. He came back to save the guy who blew half his face off. Because that's what made him realize that he was being a jerk and he needed to forgive. If I'm ever being a jerk, don't blow half my face off. Don't throw a bomb at me and I won't have to whip it back at you. (laughs) Like, no, I didn't like it. You're telling me the big retribution for Harry is to come back and save his friend? Yes. And and then die? Yes. <laughs> yes, that is his... T- okay, I'm not saying that like it made sense up to that point. Like The middle section is trash and not handled very well. Take out that part. Just the part where James Franco comes in to save Harry... I about said Harry Potter. To save- <laughs> <laughs> Harry comes in to save Peter Parker at the end of the movie. I think is really cool. And also, it's like the only time that we ever see the goblin like the glider in that like character as like a as like a, a hero he's yeah, always a villain like, why the hell is the green goblin fighting with spider-man he's he not the green kidding. goblin he's the new goblin yeah it's stupid i hated it it would be like if the joker teamed up with batman for like one scene how awesome would that be no that'd be lit also, I've said lit like eight times on this podcast. I don't even use yeah, that. I don't know why I'm doing that. All right. So although we disagree on the awesomeness of the, the last part of this movie, um, we just, uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on before we give this bad boy a grade? Um, I like that. My, I think my favorite part of that end scene might be where Jameson is like, uh, he's trying to get that camera from the kid and the, she totally handles oh, yeah. him. That was amazing. Yeah. I like that a lot. That was really funny. He's like, little girl, give me that camera. She's like, camera's a hundred bucks. And he like pops it out to try to take a picture. It's like films extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good job. And I, I kind of think that like because they I think they realized like the main portion of this movie was really convoluted and trash. So they really like let J. Jonah Jameson and some of those side characters like have some good lines to like try to bring this movie together a little bit. Yeah. To give it some hope. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, as we mentioned, Venom, the Venom symbiote and Eddie Brock both die. They, in a very odd way, he like blows them up with this really strange bomb and Eddie literally like jumps into it to try to stay with the symbiote. Yeah. It was very odd. It was like, um, oh, the, uh, the Lord of the Rings, the little weirdo guy who jumps into the Smeagol. volcano. Smeagol, yeah. Gollum. He, Gollum, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he jumps into the volcano to go with the ring, it's it's like similar to that. He's like diving after the, the symbiote, even though he's about to get blown up. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> then Peter just lets the Sandman like go at the end of this movie. Which I get, because Sandman does kind of become an anti-hero at some point, but it just wasn't... He was just like oh, I just now realized that I've been a dick this whole movie and I've probably like killed people and stolen a shitload of money and I killed your uncle. I'm sorry. And he's just like, it's fine. You can go. Yeah, Peter's, I forgive you. 
Which like you can forgive you can forgive someone, that's fine, but he's still an extremely dangerous person who he's just yeah. like letting fly away. Extremely dangerous. Whatever. Very odd. Very odd. <laughs> um, but then yeah, the movie kind of wraps up with the funeral of Harry, which Flash Thompson makes a guest appearance in this apparently. I, I don't didn't see understand him, why. Why he's there? Yeah. I mean they were classmates in high school. Well, I guess. But it's odd that just Flash hasn't been in like the last two movies at all. Well, yeah. So it's, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's weird. It's like why bring him back? I don't know. The better question is why is he not in the last two movies at all? Like they have too many characters anyway, so it's probably yeah. fine. But Flash Thompson is in the comics and the animated series. Like he makes appearances doing other things other than being a bully in high school. Yep. Yep. But, oh well. Um, and then this movie just kind of it wraps up with him and doesn't him and Mary Jane get back together at the end? Um. I don't honestly. I don't even remember yeah, how this remember. movie wraps up. I think I zoned out by the end of the fight scene. Me too. I'm pretty sure remember. they get back together and they just like hug. Yeah. So, who knows? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know how this movie, like the last two seconds of it, go. But I'm pretty sure him and Mary Jane just like hug it out and they're all yeah, good. something like that. But uh, all right. Did you have anything else you wanted to touch on before we give this nope. guy a grade? Nope. All right. Uh, I'll let you go first because I actually still haven't decided. So Sam. Is this movie, Spider-Man 3, all that and a bag of chips? You know, I haven't really decided either. <laughs> I know we literally just spent like 40 minutes ragging on it. Yeah. But they're like, I, I thought the portrayal of Venom in the 20 minutes he was in it was fine. Like I didn't like, I didn't like, I think Topher Grace as... Eddie Brock is what ruined Venom for me more than Venom. I think I really didn't like him as Eddie Brock, and that kind of had put some bias on my opinion of Venom. Mm. And I really liked Sandman. Um, I th- this is tough. I don't know. I really don't know. I think I could go either way. You know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's not all that in a bag of chips because I don't think it would hold up to the move like the superhero movies coming out now. Whereas I think the first one and the second one do. I think it it was still a pretty good movie. It did like critically, it was average. Um, it made a lot of money, so for the time it was pretty solid. But looking back now, it's not that great. So. I'll say it's not all that in a bag of chips, but depending on the day, I could probably go either way. Yeah, I know. It, it is really tough, like we said. And we spent most of our time ragging on this movie just because it's such a mess. Like, there's just... Yeah. Just it's so, so much convoluted. that's... It's convoluted. It's very... just You just have to roll with it and let it go. So I will say that this is not a not all that in a bag of chips for me just because it's it's a stark drop between the last two movies that we watched and when we and the animated series as we talk about next week probably and just many other spider-man properties have been way better than this but this movie still it has a lot of good stuff in it too which is odd like the first 45 minutes are not bad at all there's a lot of interesting stuff the dynamics are good the fight scenes are pretty good for the most part the comedy stuff's pretty good there's just like a it's too much there's too convoluted and too many characters it just doesn't quite work but it's not as bad as people say it is. Like yeah. it definitely held up much better than it has like in popular culture. Yep. It's like, Agreed. It's, it's fine. It's like, 
Did I get, I was going to compare it to the mask, <laughs> but I think oh. I, I gave the mask all that in a bag of chips, which I think you did not. But I think it's because of my expectations. Like my expectations for Spider-Man are so much higher. Maybe. Yeah. That like, and like we've said, if you put this movie out now, how would it look? And I think if you put the mask out now, I think it'd still be funny. But if you put yeah. this movie out now, it would be like, what? This is trash. This is a mess. Maybe, yeah. So I will say no as well for not all that in a bag of chips. But I like I enjoy it. It's a fine movie. Yeah. So all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, so we're gonna take a little break here, and then we will hit me with some trivia, which I'm very excited for. We'll uh announce our next episode and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> All right, Ethan, I took your uh, words to heart last week, and I thought I made trivia a little easier this week. Uh, we'll see. It's all about the, it's all about Spider-Man, and not necessarily the movie. It's got some comic stuff, but it all has to do with the characters that are in Spider-Man 3. Okay. So a bunch of okay. um, Venom and Symbiote stuff. Uh, got a Gwen Stacy, Gwen Ooh. Stacy stuff in here. Um, I think it's some pretty good, solid trivia. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I will ever be. Okay. So question number one, and you get a bonus point option with what? this one. Okay. Sandman is one of the villains in the film. And in the comics, he fuses with which other villain to form another formidable Spidey foe? A. Electro. B, Hydro Man, C, Venom, or D, Carnage? You know, I think the answer is Carnage. I think I saw that or it sounds familiar, but I think Hydro Man would make the most sense because they've just become like Mud Monster Man. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And I don't know what even Electro and Sandman would do other than become like an electric sandstorm. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say Carnage, <laughs> D. Oh, Ethan, you should have gone with Hydro Man. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with Hydro Man. Uh, that no, makes sense. I, I tried to look up other stuff because I wasn't sure if he'd bond or if he'd fused with Venom and Carnage because I could kind of see that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really find anything. But I do know he fused with Hydro Man, and th- your bonus point. Would you like to guess what his name was? Mudman. It was it was Mudman. His, his uh, Wikipedia page said, <laughs> um, "Name Mud Thing, alias Mudman." So I don't know which one he actually was, but I will take Mudman because that that's seemed, what I knew him as. That seemed too obvious and too stupid. Yeah, yeah. So. You leave uh, with one point. Hey, that's one for one because I got the bonus point. So technically, uh-huh. I could still get 100%. You still could. Yep. Okay, number two. Where does Peter get his original black suit in the comics? A, the negative zone. B, the quantum realm. C, battle world. Or D, Mars. Um, I think he gets it from battle world. Correct. Battle World is where Secret Wars takes place. Oh. Ethan, you are two for two. He gets it from Secret Wars. That's right. Also, did you know that the black 
uh, suit was like literally just like a costume contest that they wanted to do. Uh huh. And so someone made like it was something great, like fifty bucks or something, to turn in a costume contest, and then it became so popular they were like they helped that person out later. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I can oh, wow. imagine being immortalized like that. Yeah, no kidding. All right, number three. Gwen Stacy's death is highly publicized in the comics, but how does Mary Jane die? Ooh. Is it A, a plane crash? B, she is shocked by Electra. C, radioactive sperm? <laughs> or D, she is thrown from a building? That is C, radioactive spider juice. Yeah, they don't say that. But they do say... They um, say it enough. They say long-time exposure to Peter's bodily fluids. Yeah, so unless just he keeps spitting on her until she dies, yeah, Uh they're talking about radioactive spider juice kills her. Mm -hmm. Which, why? Why? I don't know. Have you read that comic? I have. I've seen... It's it's really good. I've seen that, like, panel where he's like, my bodily fluids, my juices, they killed her. Like, yeah, gross, stop. No, which honestly, like, it sucks because that, if you just read that panel, you think, what the hell? But if you read the whole comic, it's it's way more emotional. Right, yeah. It's just, this is a weird sidebar. Just, I don't deal well with comics mixing in, like, specifics about sexuality it just never quite works for me (laughs) in comic form at all yeah it always just feels awkward and forced and like some pervy artist just wanted wanted to draw jugs on mary jane so he had to make this like sexualized story i'm like yeah i don't need that in my life all right ethan three for three money in the spider gwen comics (laughs) Gwen Stacy is bitten by the spider instead of Peter Parker who does Peter Parker become is it A Green Goblin B The Lizard C Venom or D The Terrible Tinkerer (laughs) Um, that would be really funny if you became The Terrible Tinkerer (laughs) but I don't think it's that oh shit it could be Uh, I don't think it's Venom either what were the first two um, a is the Green Goblin, and B is the Lizard in in the Spider Gwen universe. Yeah. I'm going to say the Green Goblin, because I couldn't see it being the Lizard, but I don't know this one at all. But I'm going to say the Green Goblin. Ethan, it's the Lizard. Dang it! <laughs> in the, in the Spider Gwen universe... So spider, it's it's literally like the same thing. She gets bit by the spider, and she's best friends with Peter. And Peter, is like he's still the same Peter. Like he gets bullied. He's a nerd. Like he develops this inferiority complex and starts experimenting and ends up becoming the lizard. And then mm. Spider Gwen accidentally ends up killing Peter. And oh, it's good. Oh it's it's good. It's crazy. Wild. Yep. So that is three for four. Ethan, I can't blame you too much. That's kind of a uh, uh, deep dive into the spider. That was, but that sounds familiar. It could have been A or B. It wouldn't have shocked me. I've heard a little bit about it. Uh Uh-huh. I I don't read read comics that much. 
there's some there's some uh some comic where Peter becomes the goblin oh, or sure a, some sort of goblin. Okay. The white goblin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number five. In the comics, what planet did the symbiotes come from? Hmm. And I think this is relatively recent that they have redone this. Yeah, this is, it, I've read about this. It, I, don't even, I don't know the content. Yeah. Yes, but they yeah. do have more backstory for the, the symbiotes now. Yeah. Um, okay. Is it A? Ego, B, Vormir, C, Clintar, or D, Sakar. Oh, shit. I think it's Clintar. I'm pretty Finalizer. Yeah. Correct. It is Clintar. Yeet. And there's also like a god king of symbiotes. Yeah, I read a little bit when Venom was coming out. Just about uh-huh. how wild, how many different venoms and symbiotes there are, and so I was like, "There's just too much for me to figure out right there now." There is too much, yeah. But I've been keeping up with it. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah, there's like an old, a venom verse now. Yeah. So is Carnage a different symbiote in that version, or is that still the same symbiote? Um, it's still Carnage, but it's like it's a little different. It it looks a little different. Right, because in Venom the movie, there is two symbiotes, like several symbiotes, aren't there? There's at least two. Anyway. At least we got it. All right, Ethan, that rounds out trivia for the week. You are all so close to that 100%. Yeah, it's never going to happen. One day. One day. Unless we do... I mean, we've already done things that I should know a lot about. Like, we did Kingdom Hearts, and I still didn't even get 100% on that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so I may be in trouble here. Unless we do How I Met Your Mother, I would kill that one. I've seen that show 13 times. <laughs> oh, you'd find a way. I think I'm sure I'd find would. a way. Sure <laughs> but, all right. Um, so next week, we are talking about Spider-Man, the animated series. Sam, how do you remember how far into this you are currently? Um, no, I don't remember the last episode. The last like chunk of episodes I remember watching is with the um, the like friends of Captain America. Have you gotten there yet? Nope, I have not gotten okay. there. Okay, okay. Um, Red Skull is in there. Oh no, that's a, that's coming up in the next. I'm like I'm like episode forty or so. Okay. There's sixty five episodes, but I'm pretty sure all that stuff happens more towards the episodes like fifties. Okay, yeah. That. So that's I'm, how far I've made it. I'm getting close. I've seen, I feel like I've watched a ton, but there's just a lot of episodes. Oh, of there's bad just boy. so much, yeah. But they're really good. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch so far. So we'll we'll talk about that next week. Um, and I didn't. Oh, I don't think we. I don't think we had any new five star reviews. Um, All right. Or any emails or messages, but I also didn't look. I haven't even looked at our Facebook in day in like a week. I've been staying I'm off behind. Facebook. Yeah, I've been behind, and like we mentioned, Sam and I are both just been really busy the last few weeks. So. Yes. I haven't, we haven't been as uh, as quite as involved or as active on social media, but once things slow down here in the next month or two, we will be back and killing it on social media like we were before. <laughs> Until that time, you can find us on Facebook at All That in a Bag of Chips. Uh, our Instagram, also All That in a Bag of Chips. Follow us on Twitter at All That Podcast or email us at All That in a Bag of Chips Pod at yahoo.com. Sam, you ready to take us out of here? Yes, sir. All right. We will smell you later. Pop.
Power Rangers, Pikachu, Rugrats, Abumafu, Lion King, Stone Cold, Billy Blanks, Tybo, Toy Story, Joe Rogan, Ninja Turtles, Hulk Hogan, Kobe Bryant, all that tickle me Elmo. Mario Land Before Time, X-Men, Mr. Mime, Batman, Baby, Bottle Pop, Shrek, and Spider-Man. Michael Jordan, Space Jam, The Rock, Silence of the Lambs, Dragon Ball, Dexter's Lab, Beanie Babies, Vince McMahon! Beetleborg, Frosted Tips, Whitney Houston Hit Clips, Dallas Cowboys, Dunkaroos, Gangsta's Paradise, Game Boy Color, Donkey Kong, every single Tupac song, CSI, TRL, man those days were nice, Britney Spears, Yu-Gi-Oh, Andy Millenakis Show, reading Rainbow Barney and collecting every pog, all toys, Backstreet Boys, Pepsi Blue, Furby Toys, Powdered Gum, Goosebumps, Courage the Cowardly Dog,